Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesdays. We made that one plural. It's nice and long. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah, went back great. to the plural. You're right. Because it was singular for a couple of weeks and now it's back to plural. It doesn't matter. You know what? We could do whatever we want because we can. And it's that's both. just, that's right. Yeah. So I'm very excited about today's episode because uh, we do have a little surprise for people. But first, I want to just check in with you to see how your wick wick how your wicks been <laughs> i immediately visualized a candle burning deep into the night this <laughs> holiday week or as we dive into the holiday season <laughs> right holiday season exactly you literally just caught yourself because you're trying to remember when this episode like, mm. <laughs> uh, it's truth, holiday season truth be told everybody when you're listening to this that's fine everybody knows we record it pre or whenever we record it in advance so by the time you're listening to this we've already moved on to the next topic however if it's a topic that you enjoy and you want to bring up wherever, email or Instagram, we're always happy to chat about it. But Tessa is right. We are in the close to the eve of giving thanks. And as the holiday season has quickly approached, as it, it has for the last forever, <laughs> I think you're like, how long have the holidays been around, actually? I'm not sure. Question. But Right? How long has oh. it been around? I mean, I know Thanksgiving is one of these holidays that can be very tenuous because the Native American, it's like, it's a whole experience, right? It's like Thanksgiving. So the way I see it without getting into the politics of it all, I see it as an opportunity like every other day to just be grateful for what you have and to celebrate time with your family, mm -hmm. to eat food and just celebrate people you know, to celebrate the people that you love. Yeah. It's an opportunity to slow down and usually, you know, hopefully you get the day off. You yes. eat some good Get a four-day weekend. You yeah. eat a ton. You start that juice fast afterwards <laughs> right. from press juicery that's getting <laughs> delivered that Monday. Things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been thinking about lately, and, and for the people that get my newsletter, if you don't get that newsletter, you have to get it because I really share a lot of personal experience on there. And it's really my direct correspondence to you. And I also respond to all of those emails if you get my newsletter. And I recently talked about my dad recently had a minor heart attack and he's now on the mend. He's back home. He's on his journey to recovery. And obviously it taught me a lot of things 
pertaining to what is important and how I show up for my family. I mean, I'm always the, I will show up for my family no matter what I'm doing, but it really also helps put things into perspective. For me, particularly with the holidays coming up, because the thought of having somebody or not having somebody or losing somebody, you know, it's very sad. And a lot of people lost a lot of people during this pandemic, right? Tessa, you know, firsthand. So this is a very interesting time overall is really the point that I was trying to bring home. It's, it can be a hard time. It can be a stressful time. It can be an anxiety producing time. And I always lean heavily into all of the practices that I practice and that I teach because there's a reason why it's called the practice. It's called the practice because we forget and we need to practice them in order for them to become that remedy that we so need during times when life gets difficult or things get challenging. So those are some of the reflections I've been having over the last couple of days, Tess. What have you been pondering? Yeah, similarly. And I think it's very related to our very special topic at hand today. It's um, whenever I get together with my family and we do this time of year because my nephew's birthday is three days before Thanksgiving. So we celebrated his birthday yesterday. And that means there's like multiple family gatherings in one week. And it's an opportunity to spend time with my parents. And it's always so interesting to see how quickly I revert back to a childhood version of myself. And then there's a lot of, I think it's, kind of like a fear-based, oh goodness, there I am. I'm like my, my, my mother. I see myself in her. I see myself in my father. And that's always an interesting reflection <laughs> to see how I show up or revert back to like some sort of childhood story. And just like anything like that in life, I, I try to approach it as an opportunity to learn something and hopefully grow and continue to progress, but that's usually what happens to me around the holidays. <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in that though. Yeah, no, you're definitely not <laughs> alone. There's so much that I want to say, and then there's nothing that I want to say because part of me is like, I, I think it's just a great time to be able to take it all in and just allow yourself to be exactly where you are. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves during this time of year to finishing projects and putting a nice little bow around everything. And then there's that artificial stress we've talked about on the podcast so many times that we create in order to fulfill some elusive, idealized version of what we think our life should look like. Mm, yeah. And then you get into the idea of that to me is always related to New Year's resolutions yes. and, you know, reflecting on the year past and, yeah. you know, what was good about it and what you accomplished and what you want going right. forward. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, oh, totally. Okay. No, this, yes. <laughs> and actually, I think it will relate to our wisdom topic for today because we are, it's Wisdom Wednesday and we're going to talk about wisdom because that's what this particular episode is for. And we had such great response from our episode we did with G a couple of weeks ago, and we want to continue to do this. So 
If you've not listened to a few episodes back, we did this call to all of our listeners to send in topics that they wanted us to discuss on Wisdom Wednesday, because it is such a conversational piece and wisdom can be different for everybody. There's always wisdom to be drawn from every experience. And, you know, I always love getting inspired by people's stories, specifically the stories of our listeners. So I invited everybody to email me at the info at radicallyloved.com email address with the subject topic for Wisdom Wednesday. And then you can describe your question or comment or any topic that you think would be of service to the greater good. Going through those emails, and thank you every single person who's sent them in, we, as you can see, do our best to respond to every single email. And maybe if we don't choose your topic, doesn't mean that it might not be something that we discuss later on. But the ones that have struck us the most, we want to have on the show. So it's an invitation. You can come on the show and have this discussion live with Tessa and I. So that brings us to our guest today. We got this very special email from our listener guest today. And it was such a great experience. And not only was it great just because it was a great topic, but because both Tessa and I have had the same type of experience. And I said, oh, we've got to have her on. This is no question. This is something that happens a lot particularly in the yoga community, and I wanted to speak to it here. I'll let Tessa go on to introduce our guest today. We have special guest, Nikki Shiartino. Am I, I'm saying that right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Nikki. And she is a fellow yoga teacher. She is also an author and illustrator of Finding Yourself in the World, which is a beautiful book. You can find it on Amazon. So definitely check that out. <laughs> Super excited to have you here, Nikki. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. Yay, insert clap track. (laughs) Nikki, what is it like to be on a show that you've been listening to for a very long time? It's amazing. As um, a yoga instructor, I have incorporated a lot of things learned on your show over the years in class. And I will say this might sound a little fangirlish, but during the pandemic, when you couldn't go out or talk to your friends as much as you want, it was really nice to listen to you. And I loved when you and Tessa would talk. So I'm so glad you guys did with <laughs> Wisdom Wednesdays because you used to open your show with like you two Her talking. Night, yes. And I felt, I mean, it sounds so silly, but I'd be out running. I'm like, this is just so nice. It's like listening <gasps> to girlfriends talk. It, it was lovely. That is so, thank you so much for saying that. And I want to be humble as usual and be like, oh no, it's not. But no, it really, honestly, Tessa and I work very hard. (laughs) So it's really nice to hear that. And we definitely take the lead of our listeners. And the reason why we started to do Wisdom Wednesday was because we were getting responses from people saying like, oh, you and Tessa should just do episode where both of you just have a longer conversation. But so thank you so much for saying that. And thank you so much for being here. I'd really love for you to share your experience that we're going to talk about in as much or as little detail, or if you just want to form it in the form of a question, it's really up to you to share however you like. 
Okay, so the topic that I wanted to talk about today was transference, which is when a person redirects feelings that they have about one person and they direct it onto an entirely different person. And you usually know when you're on the receiving end because it doesn't add up. And I've been guilty of it as well. So I like to put it in both when you're on the receiving end, but also if you catch yourself doing it because we're all works in progress, we all make mistakes and how do you learn from it? And in my instance of being on the receiving end, I had gone to a well-known yoga festival, was super excited, had the day planned out and showed up that morning. Now it was being held at a resort. So people were staying the whole weekend and I had only come that morning. It was the first class of the day and it was going to be about like a two, two and a half hour class. And the instructor had come out by first announcing that we had a lackluster energy, probably because we had been partying all night, drinking and doing drugs. Now, at the time, a woman in her late 30s who had been up all night with her insomniac child, and I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what on earth? So I didn't know. Maybe people were partying all night. I really didn't have that impression. I was also with three other yoga instructors, and two of them I knew for a fact did not drink. So, so the teacher comes out and is basically alerting yeah. everybody that they're lackluster and that you guys were all probably partying. It, okay. Yeah. I'm it was I'm a very great way to motivate the class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and me being an instructor, I'm like, whoa, okay. So I'm just like, but then again, you don't know. So I'm always trying to be into that other role of, well, maybe people were really loud outside a room. She's tired. Let's see how this goes. So I, as a teacher, have always felt that if you see somebody doing something wrong, first you do cues to help correct without directing at anyone. And if they look like they're struggling, you come over and you honestly, and if you're on a microphone, especially kind of edge it over and say, Hey, would you like help? You try to make it as subtle as possible. This woman was on stage actively gasping and like, she came over to our crew telling us that we were doing crunches the wrong way because we weren't like interlace. I wasn't interlacing my hands behind my neck. Now I believe crunches should come from your core and not from pulling on your neck. And I don't have a problem one way or another, but it was the fact that she was actively on stage, like calling us out. So again, now I'm feeling a little put out because I come to yoga as a relaxing, it's kind of like going in for a hug and getting a slap in the face. I'm like, mm -hmm. I am not used to this. So then it came later on in the class and she started really like coming out about like, this is how we naturally get high. This is a much better way to do it than doing drugs. And she had mentioned something about she was only going to tell us the English names of the asanas because she wasn't going to use botched Sanskrit as many yoga teachers do. And at that point, I was just checked out. So I think if anything, I was trying to come back to, I'm sure you've read the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of them is don't take anything personally. What's happening, what other people say and do is usually a projection. If we want to use that word projection, what's going on inside of them? I don't know what had happened, 
But I guess what I feel as a yoga teacher is number one, ahimsa, do no harm. And if anyone was there that day who didn't have a love for yoga and that was their experience into it, I truly feel bad about that because you're going in for an experience and then you're receiving something much different. So that was the receiving end. Yeah. Nikki. Wow. What a, it's hard for me to just not cringe during that entire, even when I read it, I unfortunately know all too well that this happens more often than we probably know. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference between transference and projecting, right? So do you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure. So when you project, it's actually something that's going on inside of you that you basically put that on someone else. Like I could start yelling at you and saying, Rosie, why are you so angry? Why are you yelling? And literally you're not doing anything. You're sitting listening to Mm -hmm. me, but I'm accusing you of that behavior. There may have been a bit of both going on. I don't know if she had passed. I just don't understand how you can have a past experience with 200 people and assume they were all out doing these behaviors. That's, that to me was very off-putting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. When it comes to skincare, you all have heard me talk about this countless times. It is the one thing that I am super careful about reading ingredients and seeing what goes on our biggest organ, our skin. Osea has been making products that do just that for over 25 years. When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous Andaria Algae Body Oil, which is perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way that we take care of our faces. When I use the Andaria Algae Body Oil, it makes me feel super moisturized. I get that nice, healthy glow, and it makes me feel like I just left the spa. I know that some of you may be not as familiar with body oil as you are with just regular lotion over the years. You might be a little bit wary, but let me tell you, It is the best way to care for your skin, in my opinion. It soaks in easily, it's not greasy, and it has this sexy citrus smell that instantly makes me feel like I'm at the spa. The best part that all of Osea's products are clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, they're climate-neutral, They're created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin, which is a huge plus. Osea is offering all of our listeners a special discount. You can get 10% off of your first order if you use the promo code LOVED. Just head over to oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. And orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to oseamalibu.com and use the promo code LOVED. All right, my friends, snowboarding season is officially here and Blender's Eyewear has all the fresh gear your head needs to get down those slopes. Blender's new snow collection is cleaner, colder, and more colorful than ever. With three lines of goggles, extra lenses, helmets, and beanies, Blender's is hooking you up with good vibes all winter long. I'm going to geek out for a second because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a snowboarder. I love going down those hills 
And I plan on going up to Mount Hood in Oregon and spending some time up in the snow. You'll see me rocking my Arctic motion aura goggles and hope I don't crash into somebody because it's been a while. Unlike expensive big brand shades and goggles that you've lost or smashed over the years or that your brother-in-law threw off a lift while you were on there and he was trying to be funny and it was not so funny. Anyway, blenders are actually affordable, so you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens. Blender's team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles and new colorways. You can choose from the Nebula, the Aura, which is my favorite and what I got, or their really rad Lunar Collection. Whichever goggle you choose, you know that it's going to be gear that elevates your every move and makes that time on the mountain even more memorable. To get 15% off of your Blender's purchase, visit blenderseyewear.com forward slash loved VIP. That's blenderseyewear.com forward slash loved L-O-V-E-D-V-I-P for 15% off. Blenders are rocked with pride worldwide. And maybe I catch you on the mountain. The holidays and new year are right around the corner and you can help your loved ones get closer to achieving their health and wellness goals with an Everlywell at-home lab test. Everlywell offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted physician-reviewed results. You can choose from tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and so much more. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships your test straight to your door with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Return the test to a CLIA-certified lab with the prepaid shipping label. Then your physician-reviewed results and insights are sent straight to your device in just days. Over a million people have trusted Everlywell with their at-home lab testing. I did the food sensitivity test, and even though I've always had an aversion to almonds, I'd never done a test that actually shows me exactly what I'm sensitive to. So getting this test back and seeing it on my high sensitivities list encouraged me to eliminate it completely. The Everlywell results were so thorough, and it was so helpful to go through every single food and see where I landed in the sensitivity spectrum. It was so easy to use and so easy to get the results. And they even give you options to consult with a regular physician. So this holiday season, give more of what matters with an Everlywell at-home lab test. For our listeners, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off of at-home lab test at everlywell.com forward slash loved. That's everlywell.com forward slash loved for 20% off of your at-home lab test, everlywell.com forward slash loved. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that might work wonders for curly hair might make straight hair limp and greasy. I know my biggest struggle is finding product that I can use that's low maintenance and is going to take care of my hair and help it grow thicker and faster. So thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say that I've been more in love with my hair than ever. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product and routine from shampoo to your supplements. First, Pros starts by asking about you as a person. They asked about my eating habits, the damage level, how I exercise, what my zip code is. I'm thinking all of those environmental factors definitely affect my scalp and my hair growth. Next, Pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product for my custom routine. And together, Pros got all of my hair goals covered. 
If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off of your first order today. Go to pros.com forward slash loved. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com forward slash loved for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I'm going to let Tessa respond to maybe her mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Well, so I guess, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What is the question that we want to discuss here? Because obviously we can, Tessa and I can both speak to having a similar experience sure. at some point, but what is the question that we can use, that we can answer to draw wisdom from? Sure. Well, I think the wisdom comes from, we've probably all been on a receiving end of it, but when have we been on the giving end and how do we take a look inside ourselves to make sure it doesn't happen again? So the story I shared with you about me noticing it is I had this woman, at the time I wasn't at a studio, I was at a gym. So you could basically walk into the class at any time. We didn't have closed doors. And she came in 15 minutes after my class had started. The intention had been set. People were kind of like really getting into it, slamming her mat down and whatever, you know, I try to be pretty open-minded, just a little worried, but okay, she's doing her thing. But then after class, I think you two both see it as yoga instructors that people tend to stay and yoga opens up the floodgates and I'm always there to hold space and listen. But what this woman was doing really started to get under my skin. She stayed after class. She was asking questions about what I had already gone over at the beginning, but I'm like, okay, that's okay. Maybe I'm just irritated because I had already said it. But then she was asking me questions about her life and what she should do and dating advice. And this one was about, I'd say 30 years older than I am. And I was like, why am I getting so triggered? I want to leave right now. And I can't be that angry person. And she would come back to my class week after week. And so what I noticed is while I was able to hold space for others, I just could not be near her after class. I'm like, I don't want to listen. I felt really bad about it, but it takes self-study, right? So Mm -hmm. I look back at parental figures and having a mom who was very much always used me as an adult Mm -hmm. when I should have been the kid. Mm -hmm. There was inappropriate boundaries going on there. So as you get older... And you're like, oh, that's what's going on here. So I had to unravel my own stuff in order to not have that visceral reaction of like, oh, because I don't want to put that on this woman. This woman, she was kind. She seemed very childlike. And it. so for me not to be that person to react, I think a lot of it comes down to, finding out what's going on within you. Like, why is this making me angry? And then when you're able to take care of your own demons, so to speak, they don't become triggers anymore. Mm -hmm. So I heard this really, it was like a little post someone had put up, but it was about a monk who went out to the middle of the lake to meditate. And he was there for a few hours when he felt another boat slam into him. And he opened his eyes because he was so angry and he was ready to curse out the other boat driver and he looks and it's an empty boat. And it's then that he realizes that 
he already had the anger within him and it was that outside source that once you make contact with it, it's what triggered it. So whenever somebody makes you angry, remember that they're an empty boat, that anger exists with inside of you and that it's your job to understand those triggers and it's your job to not be the reactor. So as a teacher, as a parent of little ones, it's really important to know that if somebody is making, like you feel that reaction, you got to look deep before you react and say, why am I feeling like this? Yes. Oh, Nikki. Wow. First of all, I want to just commend you for the insight, the inquiry, the way that you articulate this experience, because I know that so many people can relate to that. And thank you for being honest and for sharing your story. And wow, there's so much, I'm just watching Tessa and I'm like, wow, there's so much in what you're saying that we can absolutely relate to. And if we can relate to your story, so can I'm sure millions and millions of other people can. I think it's, it's a beautiful reminder. I think the wisdom is in the realization of the empty boat. It's such a beautiful story. What a great way to to see the world and a good reminder of how we as people, teachers, guides show up in the world and the the gravity and the importance of our presence in other people's lives and how we can either guide them in the direction that's going to serve their highest good or derail them into a further spin cycle. I think it's definitely something that isn't talked about enough. I see it all the time in the world of wellness. I see it all the time on Instagram, people projecting or people transferring that energy. And I, I really do believe that if it was more, if people were more conscious and awake about their own personal experience, we wouldn't have as many unfavorable interactions with other people. Right. So I want to speak to both of those different experiences. And and I'm excited to hear Tessa's response, because when it, you were talking about the boundaries and sort of like what this person was representing and going back into your past and be like, oh, this is here's a projection. I'm I'm curious to hear what her thoughts are going to be on that. But unfortunately, I too have had experiences where I've gone to a teacher's class. And here's the thing, like you said, Nikki, we go to yoga to feel nourished, to get filled, to feel connected to our body, our breath, our spirit, our community. It's not a place to be berated or a place to be dismissed. And look, at the end of the day, we make we make our experience, but the teachers still wield a lot of power and a lot of influence. And I think it's a huge responsibility and one that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I, I've said this before on the podcast and I've say it all the time. Any, anytime I teach, not, not everybody should be a teacher. Um, as many teachers were at one point, in the last five years, we were like churning them out um, like Skittles. It, it just became this thing where it's like, it should be more about the quality, not the quantity. 
I'm not saying that new teachers don't, you know, shouldn't be churned out. I'm saying that even teachers that have been teaching for a long time are just, it's like, here, here's the example I'm going to give. In AA, and I, I draw a lot of my knowledge from AA. I'm not sober, but I grew up in Alcoholics Anonymous rooms with family members that were alcoholics. So I, I draw a lot from the wisdom of the 12-step program because it works really well. And I, I just, that's like my relationship to it. There are people who are truly committed to the program. They're sober alcoholics. That means they are actively pursuing their sobriety. They are actively participating in their life. They're actively participating in commitments and growing and self-inquiry and so on. And they could be sober for many years. Then there are the people that have been sober for many years that are just dry alcoholics, right? They just haven't had alcohol in 10 years. But that doesn't mean that they're actively pursuing their sobriety. So the reason I want to go back to what I was saying with the teachers, it's the same thing. You can have a teacher that's been guiding yoga asana for 10, 15 years, but that doesn't mean they're teaching yoga. You can have a teacher that just graduated from a teacher training program that's probably teaching, not probably, but is capable of teaching a deeper, more profound type of practice if they have actively pursued their own yogic journey, their own yogic path, right? To me, it shows up in how you present yourself in the world and what your students' reflection of you is and how that is um, manifesting in, in your own life. So I don't know that there's any more that I want to add to this, this experience other than it's just a, a shame that people are still out there, you know, with regard to your experience at the festival, that there's still people out there who are just lip servicing a beautiful practice with regard to your awareness with your student, that is such a beautiful moment. I mean, that to me is like, that's the practice, right? That is what this practice is designed to do. It's created to make the unconscious conscious, right? And so mm -hmm. that unconscious part of you needed to reveal itself in order for you to see this woman, your student as the other, mm -hmm. as just another, loving human being and you realize that those triggers were within yourself right and i mean i can speak to that as well i mean there's been so many times where i have been in the same type of situation where i'm getting irked by somebody where i'm getting bumped a certain way by somebody's energy or their inflections or the way that their tone is towards me and it's like the instinctual as you go into that, like what Tessa was saying earlier when we started this conversation, when we started the podcast, she like reverts back to her child self. Like you kind of revert to this part of yourself that is the catalyst to the trigger. And you have a decision to make in that moment. This is what Byron Katie talks about in the work. It's so apropos. 
you ask the question in your mind, it's the ego creating this story. Oh, this woman's so bothering me. Why is this woman like wanting to talk to me? Or why, why does this person keep emailing me? Like, why do they keep asking me questions? Or why is this person always ask me for things? And instead of it be, it's the question mark, right? So why is this person always asking me things is different if I put a question mark at the end and I leave it open. Why is this person always asking me questions? Is different than why is this person always asking me questions, right? So when you open the situation up for more inquiry, it creates that opportunity that I just said, that's what I'm speaking to, Nikki, particularly in that experience of you realizing, oh, okay, what is this bringing up in me? You took that and you were able to transform it, right? And that's amazing. Kudos. That's my share. Tess, I've got my pen ready. So good. So I'm reminded of this quote that I can't remember where I found it, but I ripped it out of whatever I found it in and it sits on my altar (laughs) where I meditate. And it says, I would like my life to be a statement of love and compassion and where it is not, that is where my work lies. Mm. I can't remember the author. I'll go back and double check so we can add that. Put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm reminded of this as we're talking about the idea of having the experience of being in that situation where we are the ones transferring our energy or experience maybe onto someone else who in this case is innocent of the trigger, right? Like it's a trigger within us. So I always think about in that way, people show up in our lives as teachers and reflect to us where our work is. And I don't always catch myself in the moment of trigger or in the moment of looking in the mirror so clearly because it's scary and it's vulnerable. And so I say this because I'm in awe of you, Nikki, and your ability to self-study and your awareness, just like Rosie said, of, of being able to articulate that and fully embody and kind of move through that full emotional experience of, wow, this is really triggering. And here's how this woman is showing up in my life. And this is my reaction to it. And is there an adverse effect on the off on the onset or offset of that? Like, is there any sort of transference here? So I think it's so important as teachers, when we show up, we have this tremendous responsibility to be aware of that and continue to do the work ourselves and continue to be students of our experience in life, but also students of ourselves. And I think that is absolutely the responsibility of the teacher And, you know, it's not done in a vacuum. Like we have so many tools, you know, Rosie mentioned, this is the practice. Yes. And we have so many tools that are given to us to, to practice that. And then, and then life, like part of being this human being on this crazy planet with all these amazing and heartbreaking experiences to peel back the layers of the onion and really scrub yourself until you get to the core of what it is that you're here to learn and to do. So I think about experiences like that in that way. And the same thing on the other side of being uh, the recipient of someone else's energy or adverse experience. And for some reason I'm showing up and I'm triggering them. It's, it's always a reminder that that is not my stuff. That is their stuff. And so it's like an opportunity to 
create a safe bubble and a safe boundary to not take on their stuff, to not wear it and walk out of the room with it. And another suitcase to those suitcases that I'm carrying around on my shoulders all the time. Cause man, that shit gets heavy, right? So let's unpack it. And yeah, this is the practice of yoga, right? So I just, I love this question. I love this topic. And I think it's so important to continue to hold a mirror up to ourselves and each other and, and invite in the compassion and the self-study all at once. And there's never, I don't know, maybe there is no ending to it. Maybe we don't get to the pot at the end of the rainbow. Maybe it's a continuous thing that we continue to evolve over a lifetime. I mean, I certainly, as I sat face to face with my parents last night, got the opportunity to have one of these hard conversations and just reflected on, you know, yes, I'm sitting here having kind of a childhood regression, but also I see how far I've come. So it's kind of a beautiful full circle awareness of like, you get to see the growth and you get to see that innocent you, both of those are still there and you don't have to separate them. They can, you can hold space for both of them together. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love, I love this experience. I'm like, I love this experience. It, It really is so I think the purpose of it, the pot of gold at the end of all of this work is really just living an authentic life, being authentic. Isn't that where we're trying to get to is to be in a place where we can actually just be our full authentic self, not have the constant cassette tape playing in our mind, the ego telling us how terrible things are, how things can be better, or how things would be different if and what's and shoulds. I think the whole purpose of doing all of this is to unravel all of those embedded thoughts and beliefs and transform them into exactly what is, what is present, to be fully present, to be fully in the state of radical love, to be fully in the state of presence, heart-centered wisdom, to rest in that true authenticity as opposed to resting in the projecting or the transference or in the idealized version of life right yeah that's great thank you so much i mean i think that that is those are some wisdom nuggets in there i mean if i if i ever heard any (laughs) Yes. I love this imagery, rainbow, pot of gold, wisdom nuggets. Yes. Just like all the beautiful, wonderful colors, the full spectrum. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you all so much for another just wonderful episode of Wisdom Wednesday. And I could say this because I have two lovely ladies with me today, both Tessa and Nikki. Thank you so much for, wow, a great Great conversation. Um, Nikki, is there anything else that you want to share? Well, I know that my daughter, Sophia, listens to you too. And she asked for me to give her a shout out. So hi, Hi, Sophia. (laughs) She's going to be thrilled. And just that living out here in Southern California, my big goals, I think, are to get yoga to populations that don't normally receive it. 
So I'm just about to finish with my Awesomeness for Autism training. And I have a little eight-year-old boy who has autism and I've been teaching yoga to him. And I've also been working with Warriors at Ease who provides yoga for people with post-traumatic stress disorder and with trauma. So eventually I'd like to really be giving yoga to those people and making sure I keep myself in check so that when they receive the yoga, they're receiving the love so that I can continue to pass on what's been so helpful to me in my life. Wow. Thank you. Oh, that's so, so good. Thank you so much, Nikki. We are so excited to have had you on and thank you so much for sharing your story and your question. And we so value you and we appreciate you. Tessa, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I just feel so full right now, Nikki. Thanks so much for this, bringing this question, for showing up, for doing the amazing work that you're doing. Hi, precious daughter, Sophia. Um, Thank you for listening too. And yeah, I love doing this. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you wish to have your topic discussed on Wisdom Wednesday, send the email to info at radicallyloved.com. Subject title, topic for Wisdom Wednesday. If not, it's going to go into this other folder and I'll never see it. So don't forget to do that. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back on Friday with this week's guest. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.